What's up, friends? It's Haley, aka Bird. And Randy. And you're tuning in to the Give Them the Bird podcast. This podcast is all about challenging what it means to be healthy and fit. It's about celebrating sustainable behavior change and non-scale victories. And most importantly, it's about giving the bird to the diet industry and societal expectations of body size. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, you have an entire life to live that does not require your body look a certain way. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's give them the bird. All right, welcome back everyone. This week, we are talking about something that came up during the first round of the GTB Academy, which I was a part of, a 14-week program that Haley put together, and we all kind of had the same question we discovered, and that was, what if, after this process, I still want to lose weight? Mm -hmm. And I think we were all kind of afraid to admit that that was in the back of our minds, but it's something that we were all thinking. Um, And so... I wanted to dive into this a little bit more with Haley and kind of get her thoughts on, you know, what if somebody is ready to ditch the diet mentality, to make peace with food, um, to, you know, move outside of a desire to to lose weight specifically, but in the back of their mind, they still have that nagging, what if I want to lose weight? Like, how do you, how do you address that? Or what does that bring up for you? Yeah. Yeah. This is, it's so funny because just this week, um, I had two different students who brought up this concept and I knew like, we're going to be doing an episode on this. Obviously I didn't promote it to students, but it is something that I think is very common, but it's not often talked about in like the anti-diet or the intuitive eating space because we're supposed to be so hard and fast, like no weight loss, like drop that desire ASAP before you can move on. Um, But I want everyone to know first and foremost, if you are working towards those things that you mentioned, Randy, you know, ditching the diet mentality, working on becoming an intuitive eater and um, gaining body respect and all these things, moving for more than just weight loss, but you still have this like, hmm, but what if this thing still might help me lose weight or like, ooh, why am I thinking that? That's bad. It is so freaking normal. And I know even for myself as like a practitioner in this space, someone who works with you every day, I still catch myself thinking this sometimes. And for me, what comes up is I always catch myself being like, I freaking know better. I know better than to feel this way. I know better than to, you know, want to have these desires. And so it's a lot of this like imposter syndrome that comes up. But ultimately mm-hmm. what I like to tell people is that like, your thoughts and your actions are two totally separate things, right? Um, so being able to catch yes. it and notice it is really important, but you don't have to beat yourself up about it because I think it is such a common experience for a lot of people who are new to this space or who even have been in this space for a while now. Yeah, I think that's that was one of the points. We talked about this a lot in GTB mm-hmm. Academy, but you you said that this this line that stuck with all of us so well, and it was like, a thought is just a thought. Mm-hmm. So the context of what we were talking about, like the I want to lose weight thought is just a thought. As long as you are not modifying your actions, so restricting your calories or, you know, exercising extra in order to achieve, you know, that that thought, then then it's just a thought. And so mm-hmm. that was such a relief for me to hear because going into the program, I and not any fault of yours, this was just my own like 
I was just like, I'm going to come out of this and I am going to be an intuitive eater and I'm going to love my body and I'm not going to have any second, you know, any other questions and I won't look back and that's just going to be it. And that's, that's not the case. That's never going to be the case. You know, it's always going to be a lifelong journey to, um, there's not going to be a destination, I guess, you know, you're always going to be working on those things. And so, um, you know, I think we'd be ridiculous to assume that it, life would not be easier, you know, if we, if we were in a smaller body or something like, of course it would, because that's what society, you know, um, idolizes. So I think that's a totally natural thing to want, but, but you're right. It's just the actions that come with that and the motivations behind your actions that, that matter. Yeah. Um, another thing that I, um, have caught myself thinking in this process is like, is this anti-diet culture stuff just an excuse for me to like eat whatever I want and not exercise as regularly, you know, which is crazy town because that's, that just goes to show what a chokehold the diet industry has on us. Um, so I definitely, you know, kind of go back and forth in my mind sometimes about it too, but I know deep down that that's not the case, but it's just that, that diet culture creeping back in. Yeah. Yeah. And, I think too, this like that inner thought of, is this just an excuse? Like there are points in the process. And I think you kind of mentioned it in our um, first episode of the season. I think you referred to it as like rebellious eating or rebellion eating this idea of like entitlement Mm -hmm. eating, right? Where it's like, I'm not, it's part of making peace with food where, you know, we give ourselves unconditional permission to eat. But sometimes we can swing all the way over to this other place where it's like because of all of the people who have maybe once told us like you should never eat donuts, you're going to gain weight, you're going to die if you do that, like whatever it is, we're not eating the donuts because that's what our body wants and that's what really sounds good to us. We're eating it out of rebellion and out of entitlement and it's kind of like a big fuck you, sorry, F you, wow, birdie girl. It's a big... (laughs) I know damn well I'm not going to edit that out. That's staying in here. So I don't even I was know gonna why. Say, have you ever censored yourself on here? <laughs> no, never. That would be so weird. I would not be myself if I did that. But sometimes this entitlement eating can show up as like, I am, It's it almost is like a bit of an excuse, but it it makes sense why it's happening because it's like, we are rebelling against all of those people. And at the same time, we're not actually honoring our body. So I think that, it definitely can happen that way for some people, but I also think that your thought around it of like, is this just an, like, I think that that's a common theme in society too, is like this anti-diet, this intuitive eating is just an excuse to eat whatever you want and get fat and sassy and not worry at all yeah. about your health. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I think that's totally, yeah. that's totally a, a common thread in society or like people that are against anti-diet or against intuitive eating. And so it makes sense why that pops up as a narrative in your mind when you, you know, sometimes when you think about it. This makes me think of one thing. I think I brought it up in GTB Academy, um, one of our first few weeks. You know, I think my desire to lose weight is not necessarily based on like the size of my body, but the confidence and how I felt about myself when I was at a smaller size. And so my goal moving forward is not to change my body to get back to that, but to just change 
my mindset so that I still have that same level of confidence um, and appreciation for my body, no matter what size I'm at, because that's going to carry and stick with me as my body changes throughout life, because it's going to change a million more times. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, if the only thing that makes me feel that way is weight loss, like that's so short term and unattainable in a lot of cases and is not going to be a lifelong thing. So Yeah. yeah, it's more about improving my um, relationship with my body to get that confidence back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when you brought that up and there was another participant or another GTB academy who that, that really stuck with them. Like that had a huge impact on them. And, and I, I love, I love the way you put it too. It's like, and I think we, we talk about it sometimes in terms of when we let go of these body ideals for ourselves. it's not just about letting go of the fact that I'm never going to be in that smaller body. If it was just about that, it would be, it would be freaking easy. What it's about is letting go of all of these things that I thought a smaller body would provide me with. Right. So for a lot of people, it's like a relationship, the job, um, for some people, it is the confidence, um, all of these different things. But I think the way that you phrase it is such a beautiful way of reminding us that like, we actually don't have to let go of those things. We can have those things in this bigger, hopefully healthier body, right? And um, so I really, really, really love that goal of yours to focus on accepting my body and having confidence and loving it in this body that it's in. Reminding myself that I can have those things without changing a pound on the scale or an inch on my waist. Um, but that can be a really hard concept for people to get to. And so that was another reason, the fact that you were able to like get there on your own in the back of my mind, I was like, yay, oh my gosh, this is huge growth. (laughs) Like, I think it's so powerful that you came to that conclusion without it being prompted. And it really showed an area of true growth for you in your relationship with your body. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, this is another one of those like gray areas we've talked about too, or can be like, I think, going into um, GTB or kind of exploring just the GTB lifestyle, uh, it's like the the goal of weight loss is is bad. Like, you mm-hmm. know, that's that's off the table. And it's like, well, you know, for some people doing it in a healthy way, it might be that might be their gray area. And that's mm-hmm. okay too. Totally. Yeah. Cause I think that you know, diet culture has this like weight loss is the best option. Weight loss is the answer. If your BMI is over a certain point, like you need to lose weight. If you want to get healthy, you have to lose weight. Like those are the very, that's the extreme side of diet culture. And then I think there's also this like extreme side of anti-diet culture, like what you just mentioned, where it's like, we can't even say weight loss. Like, don't even talk about it. Don't even let people think that it's an option anymore. And I think that leads, and I've experienced this myself. I remember like back towards the end of season one of GTB, I started having these thoughts of like, why am I thinking, why am I feeling guilty for supporting people and improving their body image while they still have this idea of wanting to lose weight? Because for the longest time I was like, if someone wants to lose weight, don't send them to me. Like, I don't want to meet with them. And I think that was like the very extreme anti-diet culture. And so I found myself in this place of like, 
why, why am I feeling guilty about having these thoughts or why am I feeling like I shouldn't be doing these things? And I think that's just, an, that's another extreme. It's the exact opposite end of the spectrum as that diet culture, right? Is that extreme anti-diet culture. And again, I just have to come back to this idea of like thoughts are different from behaviors. And you're exactly right though, that, and we talked about this in a previous episode of healthy behaviors looks different for everyone, right? We talked about it in the context of macro counting, right? Like you were sharing how your husband can still macro count and like, it's not obsessive. Like he's, there's a healthy approach that he takes to it. There's other reasons behind it. Um, But for you, you got away from that macro counting because like it was almost impossible to not be obsessive. And I think it can be the same way with weight loss. Again, we're never gonna sit here and promote weight loss, but I am at a place now where I can support you in adopting health promoting behaviors, whether or not those lead to weight loss or not. I might encourage you to set weight loss as your motivation on the back burner, but I'm not going to shame you or guilt you into thinking that something is wrong with you because those thoughts are still there, which is the feeling that I felt with this, again, extreme side of anti-diet culture that we sometimes hear about. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's so tricky because it's like, you know, what's the motivation behind wanting to lose the weight? In almost all cases, at least in my my experience, it's, if you really dig deep, it's about how other people perceive you. Mm. Um, You know, if everybody walked around with blindfolds on and if, if, you know, your doctor says everything checks out, then really what does your weight or body size matter, you know? but but again, it goes back to, like I said, you can't deny that living in a smaller body, it's just easier for people out right. being out in the world. And mm-hmm. so um, I don't – you definitely – I just – you can't fault anybody for, for wanting that. Yeah. Yeah, because of that, like, weight bias and weight stigma and weight discrimination that our society has, I would never blame anyone for seeing the benefit and changing their body size if, if they lived in a larger body. Absolutely not. Um, and again – I think that's where like as somebody who lives in a a straight size, thin size body, like I feel like it's my job to advocate for those people, right? Because it's like, Mm -hmm. for one, they're probably fucking tired of advocating for themselves and they don't get listened to like somebody like me does, you know? Um, It is interesting though, because I have worked with a student recently who um, she went through my four week intuitive eating course at uh, the university where I work. She's a student. It's free, which is great. If you are a student listening, um, check it out. Um, But I also meet with her one-on-one. And after the, our session after the four weeks ended, we met up and she was sharing how she was talking with um, another one of the attendees who happened to be her friend. And she, you know, the other attendee, her friend was kind of saying like, you might still lose weight by eating intuitively. Like, it might be a thing for you because she's been dealing with, she has gained some weight, um, but she also has like an extensive history of disordered eating and body image concerns that didn't get brought up until she was referred to me for weight loss by a healthcare provider. And so this like, yeah, within the last, you know, year or so this says, oh no, it's been more than a year, I guess, year and a half or two years all of this has kind of unraveled as, you know, the first time she sat in my office and I was like, you know, tell me what brought you in. Oh, a healthcare provider mentioned, you know, I had gained some weight and they were interested. They brought up like weight loss to me. I just kind of leaned in. I was like, how do you feel about your weight? And she was like, 
I wasn't concerned about it until they brought something up. And so this just like opened up this discussion around like body image and intuitive eating and health at every size and all of that. And so, you know, fast forward about a year post this four week program, she's having this conversation with a fellow attendee who says, you know, you might still lose weight if you practice intuitive eating, that still could be a possibility. And her response was in order for me to heal, I have to take weight loss completely off the table. Like I cannot even have this potentially, this could happen on the table anymore because she said it was just, it's so hard for her to latch onto that and, and ride with it, you know? And she's doing a lot of work. She's working with me. She has a therapist. She's in like a, a group therapy program as well. Um, but I thought that was really, really interesting and kind of like another side of it. Like I think that there are some people who, they have they like the weight loss is so ingrained in them and it has caused so much harm that they just completely do have to take it off the table for them and so i also want to acknowledge that and recognize that for some people that might be what's best for them and only you can make that decision for yourself you know yeah i think i i thought about that a lot when i was working uh as a pharmacist for the university i would meet with people uh, with diabetes and we would talk about, you know, um, carbohydrates and things. And for some people it was, it was an all or nothing, you know, they had to, um, if they were going to restrict in some way, which, you know, that's a whole nother topic, diabetes and, and, um, right. And GTB stuff, but, um, you know, if they wanted to limit eating candy, they had to completely have it out of their house because having it available, you know, they weren't able to, to kind of uh, limit that on their own. And so I can mm-hmm. see how, you know, having weight loss on the table would make it so difficult to like not have that affect their thoughts and their actions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How do you recommend people like check in with themselves and kind of figure out what are my motivations for what I'm doing, for what I'm eating and Yes. movement to things. Yeah. Cause I think it can be really hard to know like, what is my, cause you mentioned at one point, like our motivation or our intention, you know, behind doing something is really what's more important than the behavior or the action itself. I think there's kind of two questions that I bring up. One is in the event that no matter what I ate or how I moved or whatever this thing is, regardless of how often I did it, if I knew that it would never, ever, ever change the size and shape of my body, would I continue to do this thing? Like, I think that question, it's like, if I knew that, you know, training for a half marathon or training for whatever would never change my size, the size and shape of my body, would I still want to do it? Because I think that gets to, am I being motivated by wanting to lose weight or am I, is my biggest motivator that I enjoy it and I look forward to it and it helps me manage my stress and it helps me improve my sleep or, you know, fill in the blank. Um, But if I only want to eat this food or move this way or do this thing or whatever it might be in order to change the size and shape of my body, like if that's the loudest thing, the answer to that original question would probably be no, I wouldn't do it. And I, I think this question is like a mind blowing experience for a lot of people the amount of students that i have brought this up to yeah and they've been like no i would not go to this hit (laughs) class or like 
for some people, no, I wouldn't weight lift. And this particular student who I had mentioned before, this was one of the questions um, after the summer when we, she was out of um, the state for the summer, but when we got back together um, at the beginning of the semester, she kind of had this breakthrough moment of, she knew that her relationship with food was kind of wishy-washy and like her body was, but I asked her that question because I could just sense like something feels off. There's some sort of hesitation about getting back into movement. And I asked her that and she was like, no, I wouldn't actually lift weights in the way that I'm lifting weights. But yet we had spent the entire previous year trying to get into the habit of lifting weights. And so I think it can be like, nobody ever asks us that. Like we might ask like, what's your motivation for doing something? And we might say like, oh, I'd like to lose some weight, but I also enjoy it and it improves my energy. But if we frame it as a way of, if you knew this wasn't gonna change your body, would you still do it? All of a sudden we realize that in our mind, we enjoy it because we think it's gonna lead to the weight loss or it gives us energy because we think that it's leading to the weight loss, right? And so it totally is just like a mind fuck moment where it's like, no, I wouldn't eat this way. I wouldn't move this way. Or maybe the answer is yes, I would continue to do this. Awesome, can we set weight loss on the back burner and really focus on those other motivators for wanting to get active or wanting to do this thing, you know? So there's different ways that you can work with that. But that question is like, it's it's an awesome question to pose and I, and I love using that. Yeah, that's that it's such an eye-opening thing for like I know uh when we talked about it in GTB like that was a big moment for me. I was like, gosh, there were so many things I was doing that I mean, there is no way in hell you could get me to eat microwaved egg whites <laughs> just because if it wasn't <laughs> right? Ew, I was doing Yuck. That so much when I was counting macros because I needed my protein. Mm -hmm. Gross. Yes. Yeah. That is, yeah, I'm trying to think of like the things that, even things like, I remember when I was doing CrossFit really regularly and my body hurt, like I had really bad like hip pain and like shoulder and chest pain. But I went, you know, we were going like four or so days a week and um, I was putting my all into every single workout. And I think that if I had asked myself this question back then, this was like pre-GTB, if I had asked myself that, I think my answer would have been, no, if if this isn't going to change my body, I'm not going to keep going because my body fucking hurts. (laughs) Like my body hurts. I don't want to do it. It doesn't sound good to me. So um, P.S. If anybody can hear my dogs, there's Murph and Lola (laughs) saying hello on this episode. (laughs) Hey guys. (laughs) But yeah, so um, yeah, I can pinpoint moments in my life where if I would have asked myself that question, the answer probably would have been no. And I maybe would have shifted my own perspective a little bit. Yeah, 100%. Well, thank you all for tuning in this week. Um, Hopefully this reflection on um, weight loss is helpful for you and finding the gray area in your life and in your experience with weight loss. And let us know if you have thoughts, questions. We'd love to hear from you on Give Them the Bird on Instagram. And we'll talk to you next week.